Praise God. We enjoy very much this particular time together. Yep. Heavenly Father, we thank you and bless you for being together for your word. Particularly your word today is so needed. It's so much a blessing for us. We ask that you will open our eyes to hear, our heart to understand, our mind to receive. And particularly, Lord, that we may see into the mysteries of your word. Reveal to us those portions that we need to have for today. We bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The, 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 the writer of the book of the Hebrews is, is, is dealing a lot with the priesthood. As you could see right from chapter 2, he started with the priesthood and, and the position of Jesus Christ. Why do you think that he is repeatedly talking so much and putting the priesthood of the Lord Jesus always higher, exalted, or it is the topic of almost every chapter we have seen, six, six, seven chapters already, and always talking about the priesthood of God. Why do you think it's so important? Why do you think he is handling so much that particular point? Oh, <clears throat> because it's true, firstly, <laughs> and he's having to, because he's speaking to the, the Hebrews, who worshipped God. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are still hanging on to law, so he has mm -hmm. to keep pointing them towards Jesus being now the high priest. Amen. Amen. Pushing him up, I think. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's right. James? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's because uh, the Hebrews are, um, they had their priesthood, through the old covenant and through Jesus being the new high priest with the new covenant he's mm -hmm. making uh, uh, an exact representation of who Jesus is mm -hmm. and according to the law yeah yeah very good thank you Teresita would you like to say something no I think they're pretty good there he's the most important person you know, so I guess mm. is 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 the head of the, the, the subject. Indeed, indeed, very much. So we have we have this position of the priesthood being very relevant in the book of the Bible because men need needs priests and priesthood do something that nobody else could do. Is the link between mortal and the immortal. The link between the humans and the divine is the priesthood. In order to get from the natural level to the supernatural, you need a priesthood. The priest is the man who is there interceding, offering sacrifices, bringing uh, sort of kind of uh, blessings, but connecting Two points that is very relevant for every human being. That is the point of this life with the next life. Mm. And that is where the, priest, the priesthood is very much part of the teaching of the book of Hebrews. And very valuable because everyone understood or everyone has understanding that if I haven't got a priest, I won't be able to officiate anything to any God. 
Now we are talking about the God of the Bible and we are very pleased in that. But you and me, because you have been saved by grace, because you know the Lord Jesus personally, you haven't value or we don't have any real understanding of value of the priesthood. It is when you are obliged to offer sacrifices and to pay for your own sins that you understand the value of priests that is actually taking you forward in that respect. Mm-hmm. So the priesthood is a great value and it's a great value for God himself because God need, God need to validate himself showing to the people that he had done the right thing in the new covenant with the right priesthood and the right way so that the old priesthood will pass away and the new one will remove the old but take a position that is no humanly experiential it's no it's no humanly touchable it's no tangible thing it's no a priesthood that you can take it with uh, your hand and go to the church go to the altar and put your hand in a in an idol, a piece of wood, or a piece of concrete, or a piece of gold. You know, humans need that. He repeated it, goes through the priesthood in order to explain very clear that this priesthood first, it goes certain degree of, of sovereignty that hasn't got any human being. That he is priesthood forever, at any moment, every second, all the life, and doesn't need to offer sacrifices every Friday every Sunday or every month. He offered only one. That's one of the main realities of the priesthood. Now, the priesthood in our life, it should be something very important because you will receive from the Lord Jesus Christ as much as you get to him to know that he is your priest and he can promise. The promise will be fulfilled according to the offering and sacrifices that you bring to his presence. The promises of God are determined for my giving sacrifices and offerings to him. Do I make myself understood? Is it clear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are these offerings and sacrifices? Yeah, that's what we're going to. Oh. These offerings and sacrifices in this particular covenant, they are not like the old covenant. They are not tangible, natural things, you know, material that you can offer. And this particular uh, priesthood, what you offer is yourself. What you offer is your will. What you offer is your own rights. What you offer is your own personal decisions. What you offer in this particular priesthood, you offer your sacrifices is your own heart, your own mind, my own rights, right to live and to do and to decide what I want. I submitted myself and became, I myself become like a lamb to be a slaughter, with inca- incapable, in, in, with no capacity to decide, to fight, to come and change and do the things a different way. Now, these offerings and sacrifices that we perpetually or naturally we do uh, every day, every week, every Saturday, all that you do is... Even worship, the Bible said that we offer sacrifices of praising and worship to him. It's a sacrificial idea. May you, you may really like it and love it because the presence of God is with you. But in the flesh, it's very difficult to praise God when you are tempted. Or it's very difficult to allow the flesh to come in whole harmony with the spirit 
when the flesh want to eat or want to travel or want to have sex or all these things that may look normal because the potential of the priest had done and what he did is so powerful, it's so potential, it's so unique, enabling us, giving us an spirit to allow us to grow into that, that we do not even put attention to those details of the sacrificial life that the believer portrayed or gives to God and how much this particular priesthood has done for us in that respect. Mm. Does that make sense? No. Um, Mm. Am I confusing you? No. No, no, not yet. Okay. (laughs) Good. So we we have to understand that the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ is is first, is is not tangible, is not natural. It cannot be understood by the natural senses. It doesn't belong to the natural man. It's not comprehended if it's not by the Holy Spirit. And when it's comprehended by the Holy Spirit, it's because the Spirit has taken over your mind and given you a renew mind so that the person will able to approach the priest and offer him sacrifices of praise, worship, love, tithing, money, will, flesh, sex, passions, desires, even eating. When we fast, we are offering sacrifices of that quality. And this is the power of this covenant. It's a spiritual covenant. Now, because it's a spiritual covenant, why it is so relevant for us, for you and me? Why? Well, what is the value that, that have to do with being spiritual today for me? Would it not be right to go to Israel and sacrifice a bull or a bull there? They do also the same thing. What is so important for us that this is spiritual? Well, we, we stop the works. We enter into his rest. Yes, that's good. Um, um, yeah, we don't have to become right. We are made righteous by Jesus. Amen. So we don't have to do all the rituals and things. So that's quite a good thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we do all the, all the rituals. Believe me, there, there is a certain degree of ritual that we do like prayer worshipping, singing songs, uh, godly walk, godly talk. All these are different kind of offerings that we move into the Christian life to our priests. Our priest is a priest forever. Now, why is it so important that it's spiritual? And why he did it spiritual? What is the benefit of this particular priesthood being spiritual? It's something I don't see, I don't touch, I don't handle. He is here, but he's not here. So why is it so important? Faith. Hmm? <clears throat> Sorry? Not to do with faith? Uh, well, no, not really. No. No. It has a degree, but no, not that much. No. Mm. Mm. It, it, the importance of being a spiritual is because <clears throat> habilitate you to be alive today and to be alive after your physical body dies too. Oh yeah, mm. eternal you. It gives you the ability and the capabilities for you to be able to go into the spirit of God and the Bible said to comprehend and to know even the mind of God. 
because the spirit of man knows everything that is in the man, but mm. the spirit, the, the, the spirit of God knows everything that is in the mind of God. And we have been given the Holy Spirit to know what has been given to us uh, uh, freely so that we may enjoy the thought and the mind of God himself. Mm. And that is something real powerful and unique. That is what makes the difference between Islam, Buddhism, or Catholicism, or any rubbish thing you get, because they are not even they are not even cleaning the shoes or yeah, the sandal yeah. of the Lord Jesus Christ with what he has done, because he enabled me and incorporate in me like a like a like a booster, a booster, like a powerful, you know, chatter that allow me even to go. And this particular condition as a human being, through the spirit to able to comprehend the spiritual world, to have acknowledge of it, to judge it, and even to go to the heart and the minds of God himself. That sounds too profound, is it? <laughs> what do you think, Teresita? Agreed. Very profound. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you comprehend it? You, you understand me? Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good. So good. Yeah. Amen. When we are in the spirit, I mean, we, people tend to get it wrong. I mean, there were a guy contacting me. Pastor Fernando, will you pray for me? I want to receive tongues. So I have power to pray for others. And that's okay. I understand he's a... Uh, He's a baby in Christ. You don't want the Holy Spirit to have power only. This is no promoting you and your power. Or you're being powerful. No, this is killing you and promoting Jesus. Jesus is the powerful and you are the dead man. <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is that the, what the Holy Spirit has done in our lives, it goes beyond only speaking in tongues. It goes beyond only to understand I am a godly man and I go to church and I love Elizabeth and we've been together. We are together. We are spiritual people. Oh, well, and we don't sin. And we, we, we are, you know, woo, we are good people. <laughs> this is rubbish. To be a spiritual is to go into a into a transcendent position in which even in the in the nature that we are we are capable to jump or to contact or to get a connected to a dimension where the spirit world lives where the elohims are we actually go authority over son of them we submit to the higher elohim that is god when that's a mission, he enabled us to have his heart and his thought being transmitted to me. So a little creature, insignificant little rubbish creature, like a little insect, like a little penando, they are good for nothing, is capable in the spirit and have been promoted in a level to receive thought, direction, heart, idea, communication from the throne of God direct into my inbox. Mm -hmm. 
without any problem. There is absolutely nothing that will delay it or make it to look that is not appropriate. And that is something really unique and big that our priest did with his priesthood out of this earth. The writer put it very clear there that this priesthood is not on earth. Because if he would have been here on earth, he would have done it in Israel, probably, or would have done it in Miami, or would have done it somewhere. He would have been located in one place because he is a human being, or have to be here. In order to be here, need to be human. He cannot relate to us in other way. Is he is going to be here? But but because he is a spiritual and he is in the heavens and he has his own temple and he put his own pitch and he has his own laws and he made his own covenant. He allowed me to get myself to his level instead of him just only coming down to my level. The value of the spirit in my life is taking me to the level of God and to the spiritual level in which I am able to permeate myself and to receive and to have communion with the spiritual beings. And that is really different and very profound too. I suppose you never seen it like that. And you know something that you hear very often. Well, we're in him and he is in us and he's seated at the right hand of God. So that's where we are spiritually. Yes. Yeah, but, but you are repeating to me what the Bible says. You, I need you to unpack it. Yeah. Because what I'm, what I'm doing is you... you you see, when you get the Bible and you just recite it to me, are you really understanding and comprehending the value of what he did? And this this, this moment that he seated at the right hand of the Father. So what am I sitting myself? Believing in him. <laughs> what am I seated, James? You're seated. Where, where you are, you're spiritual, <laughs> you're spiritual chair, side yeah. is with Jesus, yeah, you're in the chair, um, your spiritual side is with Jesus, yeah, but that's it, the right hand of God, yeah, but when Jesus is sitting there, I am with him, that's true, yeah. and in him we are exactly the same, yeah. no, this is the beauty of why this spiritual priesthood or this priesthood is so in the spirit, because he won't be able to habilitate you to be here and to be there. You can't. Mm. It's only through him. And this is, this is, this is mind-blowing. This is, this is unique. I'm here and I can't be there. I am there and I can't be here. And that makes it, make it unique. <laughs> mm -hmm. No Buddha. No, mm -hmm. Mohammed, no, Hindu, God, nobody could do this. Nobody could offer you this double action or triple action of the spirit man to be able to comprehend. And being eradicated to a body, also it put me in contact with the Elohims and allow me to particip participate in that world. <laughs> and that makes it quite unique. And that's that's brilliant, man. That that's mind blowing. Uh, and that where uh, my mind goes on that when I try to understand what 
what, what is, is this? Why, why, why he is so effective and so powerful, but at the same time, I don't see him. I, saw, I, wish, I wish I could kiss his feet. I wish I could be the girl that actually cleaned his feet with his hair and with his tears. It struck me hard to comprehend all that he had done. So, 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 so really good and so profound. And I, I understand it today. It took me a few years to get to this moment of comprehension and trying to comprehend all those details. Because he wants to prepare you and me to be the man of today, with the spiritual capacity of the man of the future. We are called to be and to live in the future. We never will be called to go back to the past. That was finished. That was end in the old covenant. He killed that man. And that man being dead, we carry this man in our body every day. The signs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that I am dead. I am dead to my own desires, to my own nature, to my own pleasures my own ideas but I am capable to go into a future man that will give me that blessing and who, who the one who did all this or the only way the only way that a human can get into this perspective or this dimension is to the priesthood of Jesus Christ alone yeah. yeah and that is really good and what I'm talking to you is about theology. This is real heavy theology. You know, it puts you to think. <laughs> it gets you out of your blog or your mind. You know, this is this is the this is it. Theology is not bad, it's great. If you understand it, you comprehend that the value of what he has done. Amen. 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 Okay, but I, I could say you are sleeping already. You, you know, you're not sleeping, you know. Okay, okay. So let's go for verse 3, please, Ted. <clears throat> for every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus offer? Himself. Yes, exactly, himself. In which condition did he offer himself? It was a live sacrifice. It was a live sacrifice, exactly. Exactly. He offered in a condition of a live human being. That's why he requested from us that we may die ourselves so that we may find our life in him. Yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> yeah. When he offered himself, he offered himself in a very painful way. No ever before in the, in the human history has ever a man offered himself alive to somebody that you haven't seen or you don't know, you are not touching. Because it's very easy if I offer myself, if I see Elizabeth under the wheel of a car there, so I throw myself and I go into kill because I saw her, I touched her, my, my mommy, mommy. Then, then the two then died together. Erotic, you know. And they are playing, you know, 
you know, the, the couple, the airplane is falling down and blah, the, the couple get in touch and so, and they just together because, because, because you are in contact, you are consuming something. The problem is when you have to offer something and you are not, you are not experientially having any contact. You just by faith mm. offering. And that is a very slow death. That's a very painful death. Mm. Does it make sense? Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. It says a man might lay his life down for a friend. Yes. Mm. But, yeah. It's no greater thing. <clears throat> Everybody. Okay. So, if you have to offer yourself, where do you think you are today? Well, what, what do you really offer yourself? You, are you conscious that you've been offering to the Lord something in your Christian life? How much you were to point from one to ten, let's say, are you offering him five, four, six things, seven? Things. Oh, your resources, your, 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 well, your offerings, your sacrifices, well, what is it? Which offer our body as our reasonable service. Um, but yes, I mean, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come Jesus on, James. Says, James. Jesus says, uh, <laughs> I never do all the talking. <laughs> Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Uh-huh. So if we take up our cross, then we are a living sacrifice. Yeah, that's true. So we'll, we'll be uh, every day living in uh, the idea that our life doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. That's it. When you offer, it is good to comprehend this because it will allow you to see that you are not just a Christian. Some people believe they are Christian and they have to do it because they are Christian. No, no. I offer to him praises. I offer to him prayers. I offer to him my will. I offer to him my decisions. I offer to him to do things that he commanded me that I don't want to do. I offer to him my right, my life, my, my concentration, my, my stamina of life and my sense of living is, is being in the sacrifice. And how do I know that my sacrifice and my offering is being accepted? What is the confirmation that's being accepted? <laughs> uh, would it be, I don't know, fruits of the spirit? Mm, not Love really. Joy, no. Um, no. No. A written letter from God saying that you're part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. How would you know? Ah. <laughs> I think you will be, uh, maybe we are at peace with ourselves. Yes, we have peace with ourselves. That's good. Yeah, and then, and then, I mean, as soon as he's within the will of God. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Come on, James. They said <laughs> that you got it. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, we know, we know that our sacrifices being accepted or being received because of his presence in my life. Mm. Yeah. The presence of God 
is the one that authorize yeah. and confirm that what I'm doing is he in my life. It's being approved. When I do something that is not being accepted or approved by God, his presence Departs. more away. Yes. <laughs> I know that well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you're absolutely right. But this is the fruit of the Spirit. It's the presence of God. Yeah. No. That's, that's why I no. call it. Yeah. No, no. You can have the, the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit that you have worked out in your own will to be fruitful for God. And you control your mind, your heart, your action, and you become fruitful like a tree. It's your own decision. I'm talking about this particular presence of God that is tangible almost, that yeah. confirms to you that he is with you. And this is where he does. He does as a, as a priest. He takes my offering and my sacrifices. And in order to prove me that my sacrifices is right and my offering have been accepted, his presence comes to me and made me need to have a degree of personal commun personal communion and, and joy and tears and things. And I feel, ooh, the presence of God. You yeah. feel, and, and God is, it is dwelling in, in me. It's coming, but it's not the general opinion of the Bible that God dwells in us or we in Christ as something that everyone said, you know. I'm talking about a particular moment where your skin get, get, you know, all allergic to reality that the presence of God is here and the manifested presence in you, of God in you is confirming, I, I authorize you. I, 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 am, I am with you. I receive you. I love you. And I'm here to show you that I, I am accepting your life yeah. to me. That, 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 yeah. And that's, I, I was probably explaining it a different way. To me, when I have the presence of God, and I have love, I have peace, I have joy, and my tongue gets very hot. And I feel yes. the anointing okay. on me. Well, that's I received that. That, that. that sounds okay. That's okay. Quite often me. when I witness to someone, and I end up mm -hmm. in tears myself. <laughs> yeah, the presence of God. God comes upon me, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, I understand very well that different persons go different different personalities yeah. and God deals with that differently. He but does. what I want to make the difference is between the, the traditional view, God is with us in the presence of God. God is everywhere and we're mm. here, you know, and you never feel anything. So, no, no. Mm. No, we're mm. talking a real personal uh, connection in which the presence of God is manifested. Mm. Uh, how do I know I'm not being approved? Or my prayer is not being received because the presence removed away. Mm. Usually, usually, and it's in the Bible, when the man, his, his, his personal conviction and his attitude is for sin, even he hasn't sinned publicly, but he's already there. And God knows that he removed himself out of the person. Can I give you an example? Please do. The first time that happened to me, just not long after I got saved, I was getting all these dreams for different people and for the church and people going, oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's straight from God. I'm like, yeah, I've got the hotline to God. So I got home into my flat, full of the presence of God. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, I'm amazing. Oh, this is amazing. I got the red hotline to God. 
And suddenly it was like, it was like his presence went. I'm like, I thought, where have you gone? And I, all I got in my mind was the word pride. And I thought, oh God, I, I sound so sorry. It's nothing to do with me, it's all you. His present came back. It was the mm -hmm. first time he ever left me and came mm -hmm. back again. Mm -hmm. oh. Tangibly, amazing. Very. Mm -hmm. It happens very often. Yeah. And it happened with, with the adjective and the reality that you say it. Mm. When there is pride, and that was the sin of Satan and the sin of Adam and Eve. Yeah. And this is the first sin. Pride. I did it. I am. I will. I will sit at the stars. I will be at the throne of God. I. When the I become too big, without realizing the Christian is losing the presence, mm. and move away. Yeah, that's why, the, why it was for the good of the guy that got the thorn in the side was for his good. Because he was getting such revelation, without that thorn in the side, he would probably send off in pride so easily. Would that be possible, yeah? Yeah, so he, God took him to that place. To keep Every one of us got a thorn in our side. Don't call me like that. <laughs> Don't say that. That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> I knew you would get it. I knew. I knew. I knew. So bad. No, no, that's such a pleasure. So we have we have this 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 reality of connecting to God. Mm. The spiritual priesthood is spiritual for a, a particular purpose in nature that allow you to be here and to be there, that allow you to be partaking of this natural life, also the future life, that will enable you to have a degree of judgment in the spiritual realm and also uh, an understanding. And it giving us particularly uh, something that is very private to God or very unique to God in his own thought and heart have been shared or have been given to every believer in the spirit. And that's why the priesthood is, is makes such a priesthood. All that I've been saying is trying to say that we have such a such a high priest. And that is the highest of that priest is the Lord Jesus Christ need to be explained and need to be unpacked in order to comprehend what the writer is saying that he is such a, a high priest who sat down on, on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven all that he did is brilliant, it's there, but I need to understand that myself, how happened in me. So uh, I will partake and I will consider what he did as something unique. So, uh, and that will give me a degree of uh, a dimension of spirituality in which no many, perhaps no many people comprehend those things. Amen? Yeah, amen. Amen. Now, let's go and let's move to... Uh, to verse 5. Please, James, you got it. It says 10. You verse serve five. a copy, verse 5. You serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. And just oh, as my. The guy called me up. It's interesting. Just, <laughs> as my, <laughs> just as Moses was warned by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle. For see, he says, that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is so important that things will be done according to the pattern? Oh, 
What does he mean to us? Because that was uh, the pattern is what was seen in heaven. Yes, the pattern is in heaven. Correct. Correct. Yes. And why is so important? Uh, oh. Mm. Mm. That's a new mm. bump. Yeah. Why is it important? Mm -hmm. the, the, the importance of the pattern, everything being done according to the pattern in heaven, is because the pattern will bring us or will bring into us Matthew 6, verse 10, so that your kingdom will come and be in this earth. The purpose of the pattern is to allow us to have an, a small dimension of what is in heavenly so that his kingdom will be advancing in this earth. Because if we take the pattern and make it according to the heavenly pattern, anything we do here, we got a, a figure, natural figure, that is a projection of the spiritual reality. So the spiritual heavenly reality has to be projected in this natural earth so that the kingdom of God will advance. And the kingdom advance in the spirit, but also advance in the natural and taking possession and control so that your kingdom will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Only when you got patterns in this life, you can actually arm or ensemble or shape all the life you got. It's very difficult to do a house without a pattern. It's very difficult to have a dress without a pattern. It's very difficult to, to, to make a car without a pattern. You need something. You need a pattern. You need, you need a particular way to, to clarify your ideas in order that the real thing that is the car that you got there that is running, that car came out of idea that was put in a little pattern and a little model and, and details. The screw, the tires, the D, the seat, everything is, is being there. So the car is moving and it's a powerful instrument for us or transport mm -hmm. and use it because somebody had the idea and put it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He wanted, he wanted the real thing to be in us here in this world. He said, I'm going to give you a pattern. I'm going to give you models. I will project to you so I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you uh, lost in this world. I'm not going to leave you without any understanding of me. I will give you models and patterns. Mm. And then you will project them here. And with those one, you will be able to work out the real thing. Mm. 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 Oh, that's how I'm profound too. It is. Mm. You see? You got it? Are you with me, guys? Yeah. So yeah. when Abraham erected the tent and it was a shadow of what was in heaven. So you're saying that in heaven they had the showbread, Aaron's rod. Yes. And everything. Yes. They don't and have Aaron's rod. They have the rod that flourish for eternity. It belonged to Christ. But everything is a pattern. Everything right. from the early days, from Genesis 1 to today, to the day that we will be in heaven. Mm -hmm. You are going back and you're going to see the earth and you're going to see with Fernando will be in heaven. 
remember those days? Everything was so limited. Yeah. But was so important because those limited things, it gave us the first touch, the first hand of the greater in a marginal universe and glory and power of God uh -huh. to comprehend. So when Jesus sprinkled the, the blood on the mercy seat, was that the one in heaven? <laughs> Have I got that right? Yes, yes, yes. I tell you, he didn't sprinkle the one in heaven. He, what he did, he showed his own blood and take it to the Father. And the Father took that blood and said, this blood hasn't got sin. This is innocent blood. Yeah. So I cannot receive it. I can't receive it as an offering, but I'm going to give it back alive because I cannot condemn the blood of a man who hasn't got a sin. So okay. get back and be resurrected. And because you offer something ah. for others and you give it with goodwill, I, I receive it and the benefit of them and I allow them to come to me to you, but to you are going to give you glory and honor and power forever. Because in oh. you, I didn't find any sin. No, your sin. No, your own thing. Mm. You were innocent. And that's what made the sacrificial of the Lord Jesus Christ quite unique. He took upon him the sin of the world, but yeah. he never sinned himself. No. Yeah. So God said, how am I going to, if I die and I go to Heaven, God said, oh, Fernando, you are a very good, pretty sinner. You, you were naughty boy. Yeah. So, Fernando, you haven't got too much choices. You know what happened to you? You know, yes. You say, yes, because I did it. But God is presented with the blood of a man. And this blood doesn't smell sin, hasn't got any sin, never, never seen. It's an innocent blood. Why this man is being dead? Because death belongs to those who are not innocent. That's why we'll never die. Hallelujah. You're mm -hmm. got it. You're got it. Yay. What Thank a God. blessing. <laughs> ah, Teresita, tell me, is it good? Are you, you okay? Or am I confusing you? No, no, it's good. It's getting there. Okay, so, so we have this understanding of this particular sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. So important. Mm -hmm. The priesthood. Of Jesus is unique. It's it's it's, it's marvelous. It's incomprehensible. It is deep and profound. Okay, but we said that everything is according to a pattern. It's important to understand these patterns. You know, this idea of patterns. You know, everything is made of patterns. Everything got a model. Hmm. Hmm. Even we we were created according to a model to the image of God. We are little models yeah. that particular image. Yes. Yeah. So, so everything started with that way. So that's okay. why it's so important. Some, some models are made by, by God himself. Other models are made by the angels that were not busy that day. They <laughs> ah. <laughs> didn't do such a good job, no? <laughs> some models are skinny, other models are fatty, some are tall, some are small. Anyway. Love that. 
<laughs> so, verse 7, we finish with verse 7 to carry on tomorrow. Please, verse 7, Teresita. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sook for another. Mm. What is the fault, faulty thing that is in the first covenant? <laughs> what is the fault? Hmm. Is it the law? Interpretation. Yeah. Pardon me, Teresita? Maybe interpretation? Yeah, interpretation. That, that, that sounds there, good. Was, there was no salvation. Yes. Yes. There was no, no intimate relationship. No spiritual rebirth. It was just the law which pointed them to Christ. Yeah, so. That's true. That's true. That's true. But there's mm -hmm. something fault at that particular covenant that make it so difficult. What, what was it? What is the fault? The fault um, <laughs> the fault the thing is that the covenant was given by God, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the law. The, the yeah. law, God, is yeah. the law. The covenant was given to men. The faulty thing was, as Paul uh, Ted was saying, the faulty thing was no the method, but the one who actually fulfilled that method. It was so the manuscript. The minister, exactly, is the person. That's the faulty thing. The faulty thing was not the law or this or the sacrifice. You know? it, it were the men who were there doing it. We were the faulty things, and we're still faulty. And those guys, they try to per perpetrate themselves, no understanding that the covenant of the law is good, is given by God, and it's right, and it's perfect. But it's you and me who make it faulty. Why? We make it faulty because for themselves or for ourselves. Interest. Yeah, because you go and do everything, do all the paraphernalia, all the rituals, and then go home and beat up the woman or get drunk and then get adultery and do things. Hmm. And that was what is what faulty. It didn't permit it, the priest to remain in his holiness mm -hmm. continually mm -hmm. or forever. It didn't permit the, 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 the sacrificial person to receive that blessing of the sacrifice and continually remain in it. It didn't. So it brought, the, so the law was perfect, but it brought out the fault in man. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. And the faulty man were there. And as soon as they approached the, the sacrificial uh, place and they do every ritual and they use the model and use the pattern they were cleansed they were blessing the problem was that after the man left the place went back to his normal life mm. he doesn't carry on behaving the same he mm. didn't carry on worshiping god he went back to put the finger in the slavery and the wife and the kids giving divorce and beating your brother and 
cursing your friend. So they, it lose because they're sacrificial and things provide everything. They were a pattern. They were good. But you need to remain in it. Yeah. Now, God knew that. Consequently, he said, I'm going to provide another sacrifice. That what I explained to you before, that in the spirit, you will be able to get to me and remain in it forever. The spirit, the guarantee of the spirit allow you not only to be in this world and every moment, every day, even when you sleep, and even in the next world. And that is mighty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fault it was in, in the humanity, you know. Years ago, there were a famous uh, program about evangelism that was very well known here in UK. It used to call G12. G12 was an evangelistic program or method that came from Colombia, by the way. And everyone was saying, oh, be careful with G12. G12 is bad. G12 hasn't got anything bad. There was absolutely nothing wrong with G12. <laughs> What it was wrong well, with the guys who administered and those who practice it wrongly and they use it for the, the wrong way. Ah. It's the same with the law. The law is absolutely nothing wrong. It's the law of God. Mm. It's those who administered and those who practiced it and those who executed who actually make the thing faulty. And the faulty it is not that you don't do it properly. Moses did it with all the fear. And the priest who did it, all the fear but there were a moment when they just let it go and they cannot carry on. They, di they didn't have the, the stamina, stamina. They didn't have the character. They didn't have yeah. the ability to be able to, to, to remain in that blessing or in that communion or that contact with the offering because they were human and they were faulty. Consequently, they messed it up. So they have to return every Sunday uh, or every month or every, you know, Easter every year to do the same. And that is sad because there are Christians who actually do the same today, not knowing the power of the Spirit. They actually, they go to church and they feel, oh, the presence of God, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. And everything is okay. And they go two weeks away with their work and they do the dirty thing and they come back to cry again and they carry on. And that is a pattern. Because hasn't experienced it yet, the approval of the priest in order for you to elevate yourself to that dimension of the spirit mm. and never go back to that. Mm. You have to rely on the righteousness of God. Yes. Mm. But it's a personal decision that is habilitated by the Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, if you ask me, days before I was converted, go to church and say, hello, I will do that. I can go, even before I was converted, I can go to a church and raise my hand and say, Jesus is alive, you know, all this thing. But you can do actions. You can do rituals. But reality, could you keep it going for a year or two to the whole of your life? Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> and this is faulty. This is there where you find fake Christians who are good Christian for Sunday or good Christian out of the coronavirus, but in the coronavirus, they lost everything, so they are faulty. I'm talking about Costa Rican churches, not here. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. I'm talking about those Costa Rican guys are bad. Yeah. You know, but that, that's the thing. So uh, uh, they were fault in the old covenant that was done 
with men, but the fault was not in the God who gave it, neither in the law that was provided. It was in the human being that administered. And that had been replaced with a new covenant that had enabled us to give the spirit so that we, as I explained it to you before, in the spirit, you can have a different dimension. And we don't need to touch anything. So God has to keep himself in line with what he produced or what he did. Because in the previous one, he did a law that was read and was touched and was there so men could touch and do and do things. But in this covenant, it's a spiritual means. It is in the spirit. You cannot touch. You cannot have tangible things. The only tangible thing you could have is yourself. And you are dead. You're supposed to kill yourself so that the spirit will give you life. And you will be a live spirit being that because it's alive, is able to provide a continuous sacrifice forever in heaven or on earth or wherever you are to God for every day, every moment, every second or every melesma of a second you are in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now we have a, a good lesson tonight. Very good. Oh, the wife? Mm. Very good. Mm -hmm. yeah, very good. And we have a a heavy one. Mm. Okay, Teresita, is it you're fine? Yes. yes. Oh? I think too. any question, any ideas, or any suggestion, please. No. James, Ted said that you got a question. <laughs> no <laughs> questions. Speaking of James. So that tomorrow we'll carry on from verse 7 onwards to, then to the end of the chapter. But there's plenty to say. There's a lot of theology in those particular verses. It's a beautiful passage. Yeah. And all this is a lot of to take in and to comprehend because it's nothing, is no normal. He goes deep into that and we have to honor the word of God and to understand that he got put it there, the priesthood is so repetitive because he got a lot of to say to us today. Amen. 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 So you feel now praying. We are going to spend two hours in prayer now. No, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm starting to feel the effects of that injection. So. I could see that your head is moving crazily now. Yeah. Uh, uh, a bit of a headache. So I'm going to take some painkillers and hit the sack okay. up early. Yeah. So let, let's pray and we finish. So Ted, my our dear Ted, go to bed with peace. Okay. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we are grateful and blessed. Uh, your word is so good, and your your presence in us is is the one that makes us to understand and comprehend this dimension that you give us to us in the spirit. is so powerful. It's so unique. It's so wide, and it's so so free to receive. We bless you and thank you for tonight. We bless you and thank you. And we pray together uh, tonight for Ted. Ted, dear love, with all the problem and the jab and dejection, we ask that you will bless him, mm -hmm. that this man will be kept, Lord, in many years alive until we will see the glory of your name in his life. Mm -hmm. And we bless him. We said, receive peace tonight. We bless for Ted, any uh, old injection, all the work that he needs to do tomorrow. Give him peace and rest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for, 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 for James, for the life of God, and 
with blessings, with blessings tonight, in Jesus' name. We thank you for Teresita, Lord, and we are that you will give her the strength and the blessing, and that's Father's house there, that they are cleaning around, and all that is there, in Jesus' name, bless them, and give him particular demand, the salvation that he needs before he depart from this earth. And we commit our lives to you. And we thank you, Lord, that in this particular sacrifice and this particular offering that we give to you, there is no a season or a time. It is a continually sacrifice mm -hmm. to our life forever. Mm -hmm. And it's not only in this world, but also in the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. And another dimension, we are capable to understand and to receive communion and connecting to you through the spirit and even mm -hmm. receiving your thought and your mind for your glory and for the purpose of your ministry in our life. So we thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.